The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And tonight we are very fortunate to have a, a, a just a fantastic guest speaker, uh, Dr. Stephanie Seneff. Dr. Seneff is a senior research scientist at MIT in their computer science and artificial intelligence laboratory in Cambridge. And uh, she has degrees at MIT from both biology which is kind of why she's here tonight, because we're talking biology and, of course, computer science. And uh, in her recent interest, she's been very focused on toxic chemicals and micronutrient deficiencies in health. And I think those who have listened to our show for a while realize that, hey, we're all on the same page here. And uh, Dr. Seneff has published, uh, I think it's 18 peer-reviewed journal papers in the past three years on these topics. So she's very well-versed in this, and uh, we are so welcome uh, so glad to have her here and welcome her to the uh, Live Healthy, Be Healthy show. So, Dr. Seneff, are you with us tonight? I certainly am. Delighted to be Wonderful. here. Wonderful. All right. Our folks, uh, they've listened to Janine and I for quite a while now, and they know that we stress you know, eating organic, eating the, that cl- as clean a diet as we possibly can. And we wanted, you know, they probably look at us and say, oh, my goodness, these guys are harping about the same thing over and over again. So we wanted a different you know, voice out of the wilderness, so to speak, to come in and explain a little of why we do that. And, of course, you know, we're very big on staying away from the GMOs. And, of course, I know that's one of your passions uh, is the GMOs, and you understand the science behind it. So let's start off with, you know, kind of introducing why are GMOs so bad for us, Dr. Seneff? Right, and that's, of course, a very complex answer, and certainly the GMO engineering itself is highly suspect. And, um, you know, a great new book has come out very recently um, on that topic, Um, Altered Genes, uh, Twisted Truth. Twisted Truth by Drucker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Drucker, it's a fabulous book. I'm reading it right now. It's so interesting. So am I. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Yeah, it's very sobering because you realize how much we've been duped, and... uh, it's so sad. I mean, there's these companies are making so much money, and then they control everybody. They control the um, the media. They control the governments, and right. the message doesn't get out. And meanwhile, everyone's getting poisoned. And it, and so the GMO itself is really scary. When you look at what is going on there, you really don't know. One person can say, "Well, you know, it does. It looks so. It looks so unlikely that anything bad would go on that I'm just going to go ahead and eat it." And somebody else will say, "I'm not going near that stuff." You know, it, it depends on your own nature to some extent when you read about what it does and how little we understand what could happen with those gmo genes um you just you just find that 
people's personalities control whether they think they can eat it or not. But the bigger problem and the real problem that I see very clearly is that the large majority of the GMOs are engineered either to produce a pesticide or to give resistance to a pesticide. And in particular, the the herbicide, glyphosate, which is in Roundup, Mm-hmm. Um, resistance to that, and that's been a major boon for the for the farmers. It's made it very easy to grow huge amounts of of these core crops of the of processed food industry: the soy, the corn, the canola oil, the sugar beets, mm-hmm. the alfalfa. These are the core. Um, they make have huge crops. They they feed into this cheap food, and they are toxic because of the overuse of glyphosate on mm-hmm. those crops, which soaks right up into the crops. They don't die but they also don't resist the glyphosate. So it ends up in the food on your table, and it is making all of us sick. And uh, this is what, where I have focused my energy for the past few years. And it, I really hit pay dirt. I mean, the more I study this molecule, the more, more I appreciate how many different ways it can derail your health. That's exactly right. Now, mm-hmm. I think I've, I've, I've read before in some of your research that in Roundup is even worse than the glyphosate itself because of some of the other molecules they have to where it can go into the food, right? You you have done your homework. That is absolutely right. And, in fact, uh, Mm -hmm. this paper talks about a 125-fold increase in the toxicity of Roundup compared to glyphosate Um, Mm -hmm. because of the other ingredients, which, first of all, allow the glyphosate to get into the cells, and, secondly, are themselves toxic. Exactly. And so, yeah, it's really scary. And they they aren't tested. That's the other really amazing thing. The, The industry has set up the rules of how you test to see if these things are okay, Right. And the rules say that you have to only test glyphosate in isolation, and they will throw away studies that show that Roundup is toxic because they say, well, they didn't obey the rules. You know, they, did, they used Roundup rather than glyphosate, so we can't say anything about that one, even though the Roundup is over 100 times more toxic. It's really bizarre how they've created these rules that allow them to slip past the regulatory process. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you know, something that, that you know, I, I, I'm going to put a little politics in here. I tend to do that sometimes, Doc. Um, <laughs> Henry Kissinger, God bless him, said that, you know, if you control oil, you control nations. If you control food, you control the people. Wow, that's quite a quote. That's <laughs> and I've heard quote. that, too. Let me tell you. Oh, that one, uh, that was in uh, one of, I think it was uh, Effingham, or I forgot his name of the book, but called Seeds of Destruction, which is another great book you've got to read, too. Right, I've read that one, yes. Yeah, yeah. Super book. What I thought was when I was, you know, looking up more on the GMOs, when you read some of the stuff that's out there, like you say, we've been duped. Um, to me, the information, when you just look at what's put out there, it makes it sound like the GMOs were produced to use less pesticides and herbicides. Oh, very good point. Right. And that's, that's not what what's really happening. happening. Yeah. They claim that would happen. And, if, and of course, one of the things they, they say a lot is that, oh, well, glyphosate's much less toxic than the things that you would be using instead. So their idea is you provide resistance to the, quote, unquote, least toxic herbicide, mm-hmm. and then you use that one much more. And so by virtue of taking away the usage of those other herbicides that are more toxic, that are more regulated, then they see that as a win. But the problem is they, that glyphosate is not less toxic. I think it might even be more toxic. And it's mm-hmm. a real sleeper because because we think it's not toxic. You know, people can go down to the hardware store and buy it. They can put it on the weeds in their yard. They can expose mm-hmm. their children to it without realizing. I mean, it's very, very dangerous by virtue of the fact that we believe it's non-toxic. And I will tell you that that is not true. And when I, I've been rummaging through all this data, you know, hospital discharge data, death data, 
um, of course, glyphosate usage on crops and looking at correlation trends on diseases against glyphosate. And it's unbelievable because there's a huge list of diseases and conditions that are going up, up in incidence dramatically in the recent, ever since they introduced these GMO Roundup-ready crops. Mm-hmm. And they're going up exactly in step with glyphosate. And when you look at everything else, all the other toxic chemicals you can think of, they don't go up like that. So it's a perfect match. It's like 0.99 correlation coefficient between things like autism and Alzheimer's disease and mm-hmm. glyphosate usage on corn and soy crops. And you can find another chemical that matches that well. And, of course, the industry, you know, it's all over the place. With all correlation doesn't mean causation. They're screaming that at me, you know. They want me to say, well, forget this, you know, just ignore correlation. Well, you look at correlation between lung cancer and cigarettes, and that eventually took the cigarette industry down. Exactly. Correlation means something. Yes, it does. You know, Doc, they do. You're, you're right. I, a lot of times they, they kind of bite at us about that one, about the correlation versus causation. Uh, and that gets a lot of tests and things thrown out. But at the same time, I think you hit the nail on the head. When you look at the big picture and you see that data and look at that coefficient of, of accuracy that you're talking about, that's right. huge. And then when you go and look at the biology, you say, well, here's how it would happen. You go bang, mm-hmm. bang, bang, and you have a whole big story about mm-hmm. how the pathology associated with autism exactly matches the toxic effects of glyphosate in so many different ways. I mean, it's unbelievable how well it matches. On top it of really the is. 0.99 yeah. correlation. Right. I don't know that's, how much more evidence big. you need to prove it. I mean, they just keep saying, oh, well, it's just circumstantial. I mean, it's amazing to me that our country is willing to let this happen. You know, uh, you're right, because there's a lot of the other countries now, of course, there's a lot of politics that has kind of caved in over in some of the other countries about this, but they have put up a lot of resistance in other countries. And I know, and you and I have talked uh, before in some emails about uh, Dr. Seralini over in France. And, you know, he has put up a, a tremendous fight over there. Um, he certainly trying has. To ex- He's done a trying great to expose job. it. Right. Yeah. So uh, it, it's really been kind of devastating to the United States when we're. Well, if you think about it, though, we're the ones that produce this stuff. We've got to be good I for know. it. You know? Yeah. Monsanto <laughs> comes out of St. Louis, Missouri, you know, the exactly. fourth center of the U.S., and it's, uh, our country is, is going to be the last one to, to ban it. Already, you know, two oh, yeah. countries have banned it, which I'm really pleased with. Sri Lanka and El Salvador have both banned glyphosate. R- right. And I think that's the beginning of a wave. And Europe is starting to wake so. up, too. Yeah, I think so. You're seeing more and more... Uh, in, in the politics of other countries where they're, they, they kind of had to accept it because of the politics and the money that Monsanto threw at them. Uh, so they bought their way into it. But now uh, the people are getting very distrustful of it. And, and I think you're seeing that, like, say, Sri Lanka, some of those other countries are starting to pick up on this. And I think that's something that's, that to me, that's, that's kind of hopeful here in America that eventually, someday, eventually. Um, you know, the, we'll get the, out. The bad know. thing is, so- is that, yeah, go ahead. No, I was yeah. just going to say the bad thing here is that so many people don't know what it is and don't understand it. Um, they and they don't, want to believe that it's fine to eat the cheap food. Yeah, they, they don't they really understand so how bad it is for you because there's been people I've told why they shouldn't be eating this stuff, and they're like, oh, I never even thought about that. You know, uh, right? And Dr. also because you don't immediately get a stomach ache, it's a very right. insidious, slow erosion of your health. And finally you get something awful like kidney cancer or breast cancer or... or Alzheimer's disease, and at that point, now you're trying to fix the problem, which is much harder than to prevent it in the first place. But exactly. you, in the meantime, you seemed fine, so you thought, well, I can go ahead and eat this toxic food. It doesn't matter. You know, there's a naivety there. You need to be able to be convinced by seeing other people 
having this effect and getting that publicized so people will appreciate. I don't want to be them. I don't want to be that person who has Alzheimer's disease. Exactly. And then you think, I'm spending a little more money on food, but, you know, you can eat up that money very quickly once you've got one of those diseases. That money will just pour out of your pocket. And you oh, won't exactly. be happy either because you're so sick. It's not worth that's, it. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Well, this is going to be a very interesting show, Doc. I'm, we're so glad to have you with us tonight. We're coming up on a break here just in a minute or so. Uh, but and, and I think when we come back, we want to talk more about some of these specific diseases. And I think you, you, you are very good at pointing out these things. And you mentioned a couple of them, like Alzheimer's and, and also the uh, diabetes epidemic. So right after right. this break, we'll be back and uh, we'll have more with Dr. Seneff and, uh, about the GMOs. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There's something special about doctor's nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we've got Dr. Seneff with us uh, from MIT. 
And we're talking about GMOs and the problems, and the first segment was extremely good. And uh, let's start off this next segment. Janine, you had some things you wanted to point out. Uh, well, we wanted to talk about how the glyphosate actually affects the gut bacteria. Oh, that's Because a we know, and everybody that listens to us knows how much we talk about, you know, how important your own bacteria is and how important it is to the body. And we just kind of want to know, how does it affect that? Great question, and in fact, it's very clear to me that glyphosate is playing a really big role in all the gut dysbiosis that we're seeing today. We have epidemics in celiac disease and autism, which has been linked to gut dysbiosis, and um, inflammatory bowel disease, acid reflux, all these problems that people are having with their guts. And um, this is a direct consequence, I believe, uh, of glyphosate poisoning of the bacteria. And it's very, very interesting because glyphosate disrupts the bacteria but it's, a, it's been patented as an antimicrobial agent. It kills all plants, and it kills almost all microbes, and especially uh, kills the beneficial ones, especially lactobacillus. And that's mm-hmm. because lactobacillus critically depend on manganese, which glyphosate makes unavailable. And lactobacillus is the core of bacterium that starts off when, you're, when a child is born. Lactobacillus is the one that responds to the, to the milk, to the lactose in milk. Mm-hmm. And your body... You know, you're, you're producing milk to make sure that bacteria gets a good foothold in your, in your gut, and then mm-hmm. it will chase away all these pathogens that will otherwise uh, grow and become a problem. And so what happens is lactobacillus is sick, and that gives an opportunity to these pathogens. And they, when, once they're overgrowing, then you've got to bring in the immune system. The immune cells start attacking the pathogens. You've got a war going on in your gut, which causes this inflammation and causes leaky gut, and uh, all kinds of problems emerge from that. Uh, which are then connected to uh, brain diseases through the gut-brain axis because the gut microbes are in very close communication with the brain. And so when you have a disruption in your gut, it shows up as various kinds of brain pathology, including autism and Alzheimer's and also depression, even schizophrenia. All of these diseases of the brain are connected to diseases of the gut because the microbes are not happy. And one thing we've really realized recently, there's so many papers coming out now about the gut microbiome and how many things that those microbes do for us. They make so many critical nutrients. They supply us with these things. And, in fact, one of the things they supply us with is the products of the chicken bait pathway, which is the pathway that glyphosate disrupts. So one thing Monsanto says is, well, glyphosate disrupts this pathway. Human cells don't have it. Therefore, it doesn't harm us. You know, a lovely argument, lovely story. But what Mm -hmm. they overlooked is that our gut microbes do have this pathway, and they use this pathway to produce these really essential nutrients for us that are precursors to things like all the neurotransmitters, um, dopamine, uh, adre- adrenaline, um, mm-hmm. melatonin, melanin, the, the skin tanning agent, folic acid. I mean, there's just so many things, vitamin B- K2. All of these things are derived from that shikimate pathway, and we, and we rely on our, on our gut microbes to provide them for us. So, we end up with all these deficiencies in the neurotransmitters. Serotonin was another one I don't think I mentioned, but that one's really mm-hmm. important because that's what's causing even violent behavior. Serotonin deficiency is linked to violent behavior. Mm-hmm. It's linked to um, depression, and it's linked to obesity. But just and that one alone. Right. Yeah, and if there's anything going on today, there's a, an epidemic of obesity. Depression, ob- obesity and depression. You know. Right, and violent behavior. You look at all the school shootouts. Yeah, just look at that. all the problems I mean, between the police and the blacks. I mean, that's I yeah, think, connected to serotonin exactly. I mean, on both sides of the fence. Everywhere you go, there's the violent uh, reactions to everything. So you're, you're right. Uh, extraordinarily big today. How, what exa- I mean, I know that I've um, looked at the, the 
it disrupts the amino acid production is how it actually ends up yes. affecting those chemicals in the long mm-hmm. run, right? That's right. And it's our aromatic amino acids. It also suppresses methionine, which is the core amino acid of the sulfate, sulfur system. And it mm-hmm. really disrupts sulfur uh, homeostasis. That's my area of expertise. And so uh, that's super, super important for your health to have a proper utilization of sulfur in all these important sulfur-containing um, metabolites, such as glutathione, mm-hmm. for example. So it oh, big one. Yeah. 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 Huge. Yeah, and glutathione is one of your big detoxifiers. Absolutely the case. And the liver is hugely stressed. I mean, studies on rats, which was Seralini did a fabulous study where he exposed rats to glyphosate over their entire lifespan in their food system, in their food supply. It was GMO feed plus glyphosate. He had various groups. And all the ones except the organic group had all these problems that showed up with their liver, their kidney, their reproductive system, and the female rats had huge mammary tumors. I mean, they had shortened lifespan. All these things were a consequence of low-dose exposure to glyphosate along with the GMO foods. Mm-hmm. Now, it's something that, you know, I think Janine and I, being on the front lines like we are, we see this day in, day out, and that's the, the obesity and epidemic along with the epidemic of uh, hyperglycemia or, or, gluc- or, yes. or uh, diabetes. And so diabetes, tell us right. About, yeah. Talk, let's talk a little bit about the, the diabetic uh, obesity kind of aspects of this too, Doc. Right. I mean, that's very interesting. And in fact, if you look at the obesity epidemic, you can, you can look all the way back to 1900 and you'll see a sort of slow rise, um, say 1950 to 1975. And then there's a corner in 1975 and all of a sudden it, the agree, increase in obesity goes up dramatically more mm-hmm. quickly. 1975 is when they introduced glyphosate into the food chain. Mm. And well, I think, I've actually been studying how glyphosate disrupts metabolism. It's extremely interesting. And it's also connected to the chicken mate pathway because as a consequence of that block, usually fructose uh, gets converted into P, something called PEP, phosphoenopyruvate, and that is the input to the, to the enzymatic reaction that glyphosate blocks. So what happens is PEP piles up in the gut. Uh, because the, because it can't go through that pathway to produce other aromatic amino acids. And when PEP is high, it actually messes up the way fructose is metabolized in the gut. And so what happens then is that fructose gets turned into fat um, by the gut microbes in the lower gut. If, you're certain, if you have a certain distribution of microbes, you get basically um, central obesity. Or the fructose doesn't get processed by the microbes, and it ends up being uh, handed over to the liver, and the liver doesn't like to have to deal with a lot of fructose because fructose is actually very um, much worse than glucose as a glycating agent. So mm-hmm. these uh, sugars cause glycation damage, which is a huge part of the problem with diabetes. But what happens then is that there's all this extra fructose, which is in high fructose corn syrup, for example, that has glyphosate in it. And that, of course, is, is in Coca-Cola and all those, con- con- you know, all those carbonated um, um, beverages. Right. right. Yeah. And, of course, all kinds of foods have the high fructose corn syrup, which is derived from GMO Roundup-ready corn. So you've got the fructose, you've got the glyphosate. The glyphosate prevents the microbes from dealing with the fructose in the normal way that they would do it. And that stresses the liver because the liver understands it's got to get all that fructose out of the blood because it's so toxic in the blood because it's so much more reactive than glyphosate. Mm-hmm. And so the mm-hmm. fructose gets, the, the liver gets distracted by taking in all that fructose and converting it into fat. You get fatty liver, which is an epidemic. And this it is all is. connected to diabetes as well. So you've got, and the, and the liver has to let sugar go because the glucose, because it's dealing with the fructose, it's distracted by the fructose and it can't do its normal jobs, you know. The liver has a lot of responsibilities. It really and, uh, does. And it just really stresses the liver, stresses the gut, 
stresses the blood because you get all this extra sugar in the blood and you end up with uh, diabetes. You sure do. You know, one of the things that we've noticed a lot, and in, in, like you say, when you talk about the, and, and I've tried to explain this to some of our people, and, and sometimes it gets kind of deep, but we'll, we'll do it a little bit better here tonight with you, I'm sure, uh, but about how the body actually handles fructose. Fructose, and you mentioned and you brought up a very important point, and that's that fatty liver disease. Uh, yes. That, that's huge nowadays. It's huge. Yeah, and Lustig has talked about this extensively. Lustig's in his big writings. on it, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bob Lustig has done a, a super job in trying to educate people ab- about it, and because uh, he goes through the you know the meta- uh, metabolic pathways of how that's to, it's handled very similar to alcohol. So when yeah. I tell people, you know, your fatty liver is you know you can get it two ways: you can either eat your high fructose corn syrup or you can drink your alcohol. It's probably going to wind right. up. Right, but same in way. both cases, I think the glyphosate is playing a critical role in making it so toxic. Ex- so I, exactly. I mean, you know, eating fruit is something that our ancestors did all the time with no problem, right? We come right. from monkeys; they love to eat fruit, no problem. That's fructose. The problem mm-hmm. comes in when you start mixing in the glyphosate because that's what causes the gut microbes not to be able to deal with the fructose in the way they normally would, which is right. to actually turn it into these aromatic amino acids that are so essential. So at the same time as you don't have enough aromatic amino acids, you have too much fructose at the same time because of the block in that pathway. The glyphosate right. disrupts. Wonderful. I mean, yeah, it's, I know this is very complex for the folks who might be listening and they think, good Lord, this stuff is too complex for me to understand. But I think it's very important for us to understand some of this so you at least get an inkling of the idea of just how bad this stuff can be for your health. And, Doc, you're bringing out some really great points tonight. You really are. Uh, fantastic points. Thank you. Yeah. We've got uh, about two or three minutes left in this segment, and we'll be coming up on another break. One thing that we might uh, want to mention you know, to people, I mean, because mm-hmm. we know it, um, but what foods are the highest concentration in genetically modified foods, and what percentage of those foods are genetically modified? Well, of course, all the processed foods and I mean the Coca-Cola, all of the carbonated beverages are terrible because of the high fructose corn syrup from the corn. And then, um, of course, anything soy-based is going to be problematic. And that includes soy protein bars. If you look at soy protein bars, you look at the ingredients. It looks like a bunch of chemicals. You know, mm-hmm. they're everywhere too. I'm sure they're terrible. And canola oil is a really big problem because because you've got both soybean oil and canola oil, which are often used um, for frying because they're cheap. And uh, both of those are going to be toxic. Both of those now, are co- going to be loaded with glyphosate. Cottonseed oil probably is too, isn't it? Cottonseed oil, absolutely. Yeah. Probably, yeah, at least it's bad. I mean, people don't realize that you can get food from cotton. And cotton is also GMO Roundup ready. And I don't right. often mention cotton because it's, you mostly think of it, you wonder about glyphosate in your clothing. You know, I'm starting to yeah. think <laughs> about clothing from the 1980s. <laughs> Yeah. Now, when you yeah. read labels, so, though, almost every processed food has either cottonseed or soybean oil. All of it. I know. I know. Oh. And yeah. then they partially hydrogenate it, too. That's right. You've got, the, of course, the trans fats and all of that, Right. Too. Now you've got the trans fats. Is, yeah. It's really interesting because I've been looking at that, and this, I probably don't have enough time to talk about this right now, but there's a tremendous increase in the uh, reactions to the vaccines over the period, over a short period of time, at the same time as there was a great increase in the amount of, in the usage of these cheap uh, oils from, you know, the corn oil, I mean, not the corn oil, but the uh, soybean oil and the canola oil and the cottonseed oil. Those were being used much more in our population right around 2002. It's, I didn't realize that, but I've looked at that from the, from the um, numerical data you can get from the web. 
And at that same time, there was a great increase in the uh, reactions to vaccines, which I think is connected. I think that there was increased glyphosate poisoning over that period of time. Think so. Okay, we're coming up on another break here, Doctor. We'll be right back. Uh, Folks, just stay tuned. We're going to be talking more about these GMOs and how to protect your health with it. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we've, uh, we're lucky to have Dr. Stephanie Senna from MIT with us. We're talking about the GMOs, and we've had some just really neat questions come up, Janine, uh, about some of the GMOs and the GMO problems, and, and Dr. Senna's been good enough to kind of explain a lot of that to yeah, us. Yeah, and before the break, um, she was actually going into some of the correlations between re- you know reactions to vaccinations right. as the you know increase in the, the GMOs, in the right. GMOs out there. So, if you could elaborate a little bit more on that, yes. I'm, so, I see a dramatic increase in the Evars database, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, which the government maintains. It's a great database, and that you can get it. You can download it from the web. It has all these events. 
um, and you can look at different statistics on the on the events over time. And one, it's very curious that I've seen a tremendous rise in the number of events in which autism, pervasive developmental delay, or anxiety were mentioned in the um, in the event. There's a dramatic increase in that in those kids who have those problems around 2002 time frame. Hmm. And, at, and simultaneous with that, there's a dramatic increase in the use of polyunsaturated uh, cheap vegetable oils such as canola oil and especially soybean oil. Mm-hmm. So we, in 2002, we basically had some kind of a changeover. Maybe it was from Crisco. I'm not sure, actually. Myself, I, it didn't happen to me because I was never using any of that stuff, but I wasn't really aware this was happening myself until I looked at the data, which you can get from the web, from the government, showing uh-huh. a dramatic increase in the use of those oils, which was being probably exchanged for maybe butter or, or, or lard or, or mm-hmm. possibly changing for, for Crisco because people were trying to avoid trans fats. I'm not sure. And also beca- became cheap. I think we got a really cheap supply of these oils because right. of the GMO Roundup Ready crops, which are also growing tremendously at that time. So right. I think there was a confluence of factors that caused people to switch over to these cheap soybean corn oil and canola oil and cottonseed oil, all those oils, which mm-hmm. are now probably pervasive in the fast food industry, you know, because they're oh, so yeah. cheap. And they are loaded with glyphosate, I suspect. And I think that the glyphosate is synergistic with the vaccines. I've noticed, I've been studying that, and the glyphosate makes, vaccines contain lots of toxic chemicals, one of which is aluminum. People mm-hmm. know about mercury, and mercury is very toxic, but they've gotten a lot of the mercury out, not all of it. But there's also a lot of aluminum, and they're adding more and more aluminum to the vaccines. For example, the, the new uh, Gardasil vaccine is, mm-hmm. has a high dose of aluminum in it, and the the later Gardasil, which is Gardasil 9, has twice as much aluminum as the original one. So very scary. They seem to not be worried about aluminum in vaccines, even though 100% of it gets past the barriers. And then glyphosate grabs it and escorts it to the pineal gland and causes a lot of damage. And I've written papers about this. This is a theory that I propose, but it makes sense based on the, on the chemistry of what glyphosate, how glyphosate works. So glyphosate makes the aluminum in the vaccines much more toxic, and it makes the glutamate in the vaccines much more toxic. And most people are not aware at all of the issues with glutamate in vaccines. And mm-hmm. there's only a small set of vaccines that contain glutamate. Um, and that includes the MMR vaccine, which is the one that uh, Wakefield had identified as being linked to autism back in 1998 in a now um, de- uh, retracted paper that's had a lot of publicity on the web. But he wrote a paper. He, was, uh, he identified gut dysbiosis associated with, uh, with autism. Back then, he already was aware. He was a gastroenterologist, and he knew about the gut. He was seeing patients with these gut problems who also had autism and who had bad reactions to the MMR vaccine. He linked all of that together, but he never recognized the potential um, role of glutamate in that, in that whole process. And glutamate is a neurotoxin, and ordinarily it's, uh, switched, it's changed into glutamine by an enzyme that depends on manganese, and glyphosate disrupts manganese. So I suspect... Uh, and, uh, and you see manganese deficiency in association with autism. Autism, mm-hmm. they've found low manganese in the blood, low manganese in the urine, and low manganese in the baby teeth in various articles on mm. on um, autism. And glyphosate's been shown to, to basically disappear the manganese in cows when they when they eat the GMO Roundup Ready crop. Mm-hmm. So all of this is linking together, which is making me think that the glutamate in the vaccines is far more uh, toxic today than it used to be. 
And the reason it's more toxic is because glyphosate prevents you. Two reasons. One is it prevents you from turning it into glutamine, which is safe. And two is because glyphosate makes the uh, brain barrier leaky. It makes the gut barrier and the brain barrier leaky, which allows the glutamate to get into the brain. So it's really a double hit. The glutamate gets into the brain, it causes neurotoxicity, and the brain can't detox it because it doesn't have enough manganese. So again, kind of complicated biology. But uh, those two are working synergistically to cause harm, the, the glyphosate in the food and the glutamate in the vaccines. And yeah. that includes the it, flu vaccine, by the way. Flu vaccine oh, and MMR both have yeah. glutamate. I was going to say, don't leave out that flu vaccine, that's for sure, because that's a biggie. You know, something else that, that most people aren't, aren't aware of, and sometimes we have to take down the PDR, the big big book on the doctor's desk, right? Uh, and we have to show them, you know, a lot of these medications that they're taking for years – they have been using yes. aluminum as a carrier and a binder. Yes. Um, right. And, you know, I mean, so we're, we're, it's a very toxic element. And, you know, everybody, right. they kind of used, uh, I think, mercury as a, a smokescreen uh, because it gets you away right. from thinking about the, mer- about the aluminum. Right. And, in fact, when they reduce the mercury, they also increase the aluminum at the same time. And I think that's why they didn't see a signal because they say, oh, well, we got rid of the mercury and the autism rates continue to go up and therefore, ha, 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 it's not the mercury. But right. there's a little trick there because both the glyphosate and the aluminum were going up sharply at the same time the mercury was being depleted. So you, you miss the signal because you've got so much noise by these additional factors that are increasing the autism. Right, right. Wow. Hopefully, hopefully your folks are listening and understand that one. That's, that's a, like you say, it's very complicated and very necessary to understand. And we're in a state, um, Mississippi is one of the states now that does not allow to opt out. opt out of a vaccination. I think you have the highest vaccination rate in Mississippi yes. in yes. the country, and I think you also have the highest child mortality. Am I right on that? Yeah, You're, there's a lot of sick it. kids around here, and it's right bad on. because they really, we've had people that try to fight them, and they can't get anywhere. Yeah. You literally have to move to out of state. It's really and, incredible to me that a state can get by with that kind of tyrannical behavior, you know, in the land of the free. I mean, this is supposed to be a country where people are free, have freedom of choice. And there's also, you know, first do no harm, right? That's a mantra yes. in medicine. That was. And so, it you was. know, you give a child autism with a vaccine, that's no harm. I mean, I really find it astonishing that they can get by with that kind of restriction that you cannot get out of it. That is so oh. amazing. Yeah, this, this state, this I mean, is really harsh on that. And so... Right. Um... I mean, I guess what people should hear, too, that are listening that are from Mississippi, if you can't get out of them, I mean, which we know it has been really hard for people, that changing the diet and getting away yes. from the foods that are actually making these vaccinations Absolutely. worse for you, that Absolutely. is something they can, can change. You can do a lot yeah. to rescue your child from danger by simply feeding your child an organic whole foods diet with lots of cholesterol and lots of sulfur mm-hmm. and, of course, mm-hmm. lots of... Um, uh, green vegetables, all these uh, fruits and vegetables, you know, the, the organic whole foods is really the way to go. And stay away from the packaged processed foods. Absolutely. Absolutely I do say case. that I think that um, we saw a statistic that 90 cents of every dollar spent in the United States right now is spent on packaged processed foods. 90 cents of every incredible. food dollar. Mm-hmm. That's really incredible. Yeah, and we have the cheapest food in the world. I don't know if you know that, you know, compared That's to our... True. Um, family income, the percentage of the income spent on food, we're the, we're the, lo- we're the lowest. I did not really realize pathetic. that. Yes, we are. That okay. is so pathetic. I mean, in a country where there's so much wealth uh, that people are spending so little of their wealth on food, and then as a consequence, we have huge, huge medical expenses. We are by far 
the most expensive in terms of health care, by far. We are. We are. Yes, but we're and, not. And, you know, we, we're one of the highest. We don't connect it together. Health. It's like, okay, cheap food, bad health, yes. right? To me, it's right. obvious. That's what's going on. Goes together. You don't. You don't win by by cheap by by uh, trying to cut costs on food. You do not win. No. And we tell true. people that every day. Yeah. And we say, you know, if you eat less of it, for one, people are eating overabundance as well. And if you get more, what we found is when you eat right and you get the better food, you're not as hungry. Right, yeah. and you'll 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 lose the uh, the extra pounds. You know, I think right. exactly. obesity is entirely driven. Uh, by the poisons in the food. I really think right. that's a huge part of it, and that's the sort of endocrine disruption. And glyphosate is also an endocrine disruptor. It right. has been shown to cause breast cancer cells to grow when it's present in levels of parts per trillion, which is tiny, tiny amounts of glyphosate can cause breast cancer cells to multiply. Yeah, I think some of Dr. Seralini's work showed that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an indicator yeah. of endocrine disruption. Right, right. Which is really it, scary, because then that can get into all kinds of other things like... Uh, uh, deformities in the children that are born. Uh, as well. A little all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, for years, there's been chemicals used, and they say they're safe, and then they, when they find out they're not, and they find out how many problems it's causing, and it sounds like this one's probably worse than a lot of the ones in the past. Yeah, it's going to be it's the worst. I think it's the worst ever, yeah. especially because there's so much of it, and the, and the fact that we're so naive about its toxicity. That's what makes it really deadly because people are being very careless in their usage of it. They just don't think they need to worry about it because it's supposed to be non-toxic to humans. That is so dangerous. Right. I think that's the key to it is the uh, lack of knowledge of it. So they right. just take it nonchalantly. You know? Yeah. And no it's scary deal. to me that it's showing up in the groundwater and in the drinking water and in the rainwater. You can't get rid of it. You know, you, you, there's no way you can live in this country and not be exposed to it. That's true. So you can cut your, what I tell people is you need to cut your exposure as much as you can. Exactly. Because, you know, if we're, the vegetables we're growing right here in our backyard, they get rainwater. That's true. Yeah, I know. It's true. And, and they've found glyphosate in organic food. Yeah. Because of that. And so, but you, yeah, it's you not still can. they're using it to kill the weeds, but it's just everywhere. It's in the water. You can't, it's in the soil. You can't avoid it. And to me, that's what gets scary about it is, you know, oh. at what point is it going to get to where something's going to be done? Well, with genies out of I the know. bottle, it's kind of hard to put them back in, you know. It is. That's, and actually, yeah. some, you know, another thing Monsanto said was that it degrades very quickly. You know, it'll degrade within two weeks. And so, therefore, you know, that's another great thing about it. But in certain soil types, particularly acidic organic soils, it can last for 20 years. Right. And that's scary. Okay. We're, yeah. uh, we're so, coming up on a... Another break here, Doc, uh, and I think in this next segment, you know, one of the things that you and I or all of us here on this, this show are kind of passionate about, and that's the uh, statin drugs. So stay with us, folks. We're going to be uh, delving into that one next. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure, that kind of service is hard to come by. 
And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're in our last segment tonight, and we've talked an awful lot. The first uh, three-fourths of the show has been all about the GMOs and the, and the glyphosate and, and the bad things that can happen there. And something that um, all of us are you know, on the show here, um, ourselves and Dr. Seneff both, very passionate about the, one of the problems with the statin drugs. So, Dr. Seneff, uh, Janine and I would like to ask you just to... Uh, and the misinformation, misinformation about, about it, your right. good fats and, good and fats cholesterol. And cholesterol, right. So, let's, let's approach right. that. Right. That's a big topic, and I've written a lot about it. And, in fact, I want to say that I have a brand-new paper that's just out in the journal Theoretical Biology and Medical Modeling called A Novel Hypothesis for Atherosclerosis as a Cholesterol Sulfate Deficiency Problem. So, what hmm. I'm saying is that it's cholesterol deficiency, not cholesterol excess that's causing heart disease, but it's cholesterol sulfate deficiency in particular. And, um, and that's form, been right. my major area of study, uh, sulfate. Sulfate um, deficiency is a huge issue in most of the modern diseases. And glyphosate, of course, causes it through a complex process I don't have time to explain right now. But mm-hmm. one thing I will say about high cholesterol, it isn't, in fact, the case that high cholesterol is going up in our population. I've looked at hospital discharge data, and you see actually a very good match between the rise in, in cholesterol levels and the rise mm-hmm. in glyphosate usage on corn and soy crops. In other words, mm-hmm. glyphosate is what's causing us to have high cholesterol, but it's causing it because it's disrupting our ability to make sulfate. And so when you don't hmm. have sulfate, you can't ship the cholesterol out 
Cholesterol sulfate is water-soluble, so it doesn't have to be hiding inside an LDL particle. Whereas right. if you can't make sulfate, then you've got cholesterol that's not water-soluble. And, of course, you've got the fat, and you have to package them up inside these LDL particles, which are the things that everybody thinks they need to knock down. Mm-hmm. And the LDL is actually delivering the cholesterol and the fat to all the tissues. And so what happens with glyphosate is I mentioned about the fructose and not being able to deliver, not being able to get rid of the fructose. Fructose is a really nasty glycating agent. It gets turned into something even worse called methylglyoxal. Methylglyoxal mm. damages the, the LDL particles through this glycation damage. And that actually induces also increased oxidative damage to those particles. So the LDL particles become so damaged, they're basically gummed up with sugar. And as a consequence, the liver won't take them back. So ordinarily, the liver would recycle. The LDL particle goes out. It comes out big out of the liver, with, loaded with cholesterol and fats. It delivers it to the tissues, including the heart. And then when it's done, it's a small particle that needs to be recycled. And it's supposed to be taken back by the liver and then reprocessed, fixed, in a sense, because it's been damaged by all these things, but fixed and then refurbished and then spit back out again as brand-new, healthy cholesterol and fat. But what happens is the liver can't take it back because the receptors can't match. It won't fit because of those sugar problems. So it's been gummed with sugar. It won't fit into the receptor. The liver won't take it back, and so it piles up in the blood as these things, which are these small, dense LDL particles, which are the bad guys. Yeah. So the bad there guys are a... there because of the excess sugar in the blood, yeah. which is there because of the derailment of fructose processing by glyphosate. Yeah, there was a real good article published, uh, maybe, what, six months ago about that methylglyoxal, um, and it was very eye-opening because it says it damages it to the point where when it becomes, as you say, on the way back to the liver, it, it turns into the HDLs, and it damages them to where the liver says, hey, I don't want that stuff. Right, the liver won't take it back because nah. it, it can't fit. Yeah. It, it doesn't work, so all of a sudden our protective, quote-unquote, HDLs become dysfunctional. Right, Yeah. yeah. So it's Pretty sad really thing, messing yeah. up those particles. So they both can't, and they also can't deliver well because they're gummed up. So they can't deliver right. their goods. And so all the cells become deficient. So it's actually a deficiency problem in the tissues. There's excess in the blood and not enough in the tissues. And, of course, the heart critically depends on both sulfur, sulfate and cholesterol mm-hmm. in order to work properly. So, mm-hmm. when, so when you take a statin drug, you, 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 you clobber the liver's ability to make cholesterol, which mm-hmm. does reduce the production of these LDL particles, which reduces the supply of cholesterol to the heart. And that is a huge problem for the heart, because that's going to lead to heart failure down the road. And so mm-hmm. although you, you, you know, are preventing the heart attack because there's not enough cholesterol to be able to pull it off, but, you're, but as a consequence, you're also preventing the heart from getting its supply of cholesterol that it desperately needs to be able to pump properly. And that's really more important. It's more important for the heart to be able to pump than it is to have a cholesterol buildup on the artery wall. That's not yeah. as bad a problem as having a failed heart. And yeah, we're failed, getting an well, epidemic yeah. in heart failure, which is like a hugely expensive disease and also disabling, of course. Very. And, um, and then statin drugs, you know, they have so many side effects that are essentially can be characterized as making you grow older faster. And what's insidious about those side effects is that people don't notice them because they think, oh, I'm getting old. And no, everybody only has one experience of getting old. You know, you didn't know what it was like to get old before until you got old. <laughs> and you think that's just normal, you know? You think that's normal. That's right. And it's not. You know, you're getting cataracts, you're getting diabetes, you're getting nephropathy. Statins hugely increase your risk to, to nephropathy, which is, you know, painful. Nerve yeah. uh, damage. Yeah. Um, you get arthritis. You get hair loss. You get hearing loss. These are all 
signs of aging that glyphosate, that, that statin drugs make happen faster. So, I mean, why anybody would want that, I don't know. I really feel huge numbers of people are taking statin drugs who should not be taking them. They have not shown any benefit in any of their studies for either the elderly or for any woman of any age. But you know, you know Doc, the only they, benefit they, they've shown in terms of reducing heart attacks is for men in their fifties who already have heart disease right. risk. Right, but you know, that's they a bring very in small something population like population compared br- to the people who are actually taking them. Right, but they bring in something like twenty-five billion dollars a year. Yeah, I mean, the money's obscene, and and, it, oh. and obviously that's the reason why. And the doctors are so incredible with their, you know, I know people who tell me, you know, my doctor just thinks that. The only thing I can do to solve my heart problems is to take the statin drug. And he tells me if I don't take the statin drug, I'm going to be dead. I mean, the doctors, yeah. put, they really put the fear of God in you. But, you know, I, um, I use, and I equate that a lot of times. People you know, ask me about it. I say, you know, they, it's sort of like the Old Testament. God was going to strike you down. I said, and yeah. they'll tell you, if you don't take this, you're going to die. And exactly. Die. I mean, how bad can you be to treat a patient like that? My goodness. They they did that to my husband. He was diagnosed with heart disease eight years ago. We were quite surprised. We were totally taken by surprise. And he was put in, he got, he got a, a stent put in the LED. They put mm-hmm. him on a high-dose statin. And the doctor told him, if you take any less than this four times a normal dosage of statin drugs for the rest mm-hmm. of your life, I will no longer be your doctor. Hmm. He said that to him. <laughs> So, and I had a bunch of papers ready to show him about all the bad side effects of that, which my husband was experiencing. And so we basically, you know, we got a new doctor, right? So I was going to say, you got, got you a new doctor, doctor right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he has not taken statins for seven years. He's doing fantastically well. Fantastic. And he's on an organic yeah, we, diet, and we, he's doing exercising and meditation, all these things that are really helping his heart to heal, and he's doing fantastically well. Wonderful. Seven years later. Wonderful. Yeah, medicine's gotten away from prevention. There's no such thing. I know. We, eat, we even had, now this is a lady that was just telling me this yesterday, and I've got to tell you real quick because we're almost at the end. She had fatty pancreas and fatty liver. Um, wow. She was told that she needed to do nothing, not change her diet the way we told her to, that she did not right. need to change a thing. She needed to wait till she threw up after every meal and or became wow. diabetic and then come back. Oh, wow. Oh, and that's wow. what she was told. I was like, That's you have amazing. got to be kidding. <laughs> it's always, you know, the doctor said, oh, well, you know, anything you do to change your diet is not going to help a bit. That's what they tell you, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, and, it's of course, what they'll recommend is a low-fat diet, which is the exact wrong thing. You, the you, opposite. You stock up That's on carbs, thing and, we... that'll make, and that'll make things worse. Yes. So yeah, we, we, rec- we stress even if they're going to tell you to change your diet, it's going to be the wrong advice. Right. We, we stress the high fat, and people look at you like, like we're crazy. They, they think, <laughs> yeah. Doc just, you know, Doc just lost his mind. He's telling me to eat all this fat. I mean, I want you to eat it's, the right kind of fat, but I want good fats. And so much yeah, misinformation it just, out there. Yeah, we have thoroughly right. enjoyed this show tonight, Doctor. Uh, maybe sometime you might have great. to come back and visit with us again. Uh, I think even... so. We have so much to say, and we have so much yes. in common. It's, it's such a short period of time to say it. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, good well, to see, meet people, especially doctors. By the way, you guys are great. Because thank you, thank you. Doctors are, have uh, that point of view. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on the very end of our show, so. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you've enjoyed it tonight. If you uh, have, send us your comments and uh, recommendations uh, at jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. And uh, we've got about 30 seconds left. Janine, I, I certainly have enjoyed it. And oh, I yeah. I just want to thank you again for being thank on. Thank you. Thank you so much. It uh, was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. It was fantastic. Fantastic. We like having somebody else to back up what we tell people. I know. Uh, and <laughs> thank you for all the work you're doing to get the message out. It's so important to people. Go organic and, and eat whole foods. You know, right. that was real, that real food towards improving your health. Right. Eat that real, real food, food real organic, food. real food. Right. 
Exactly. Doctor, we certainly have uh, enjoyed it tonight, and like I say, look forward to having you back at some time later in the future. That would be great. Fantastic. Thank All right, you. thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and this will be the end of Live Healthy, Be Healthy for this week. We're, next week, we're going to be talking about minerals and how important they are to us, too. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Doctors Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health.